Welcome to another exciting episode of the Fund Ready Podcast, the podcast that empowers small business owners with the knowledge and insights that it takes for them to succeed. I'm your host, Heidi Jai, and today we have an exciting episode lined up for you. So we all know that small businesses open, whether that's for small business owners to become more independent, build legacy, and so much more. So today we are diving into the exciting world of small business ideation, where we're going to be exploring the stages of ideation and how to transform a problem into a business opportunity. Today we have joining us Mr. Victor Salama, the executive director of GNEC, who will be our guest expert on this topic. And we also have a special guest entrepreneur, Adalberto Peña, who is from Untitled Union, who will share his experience and his partner's journey through the ideation process. Welcome, Victor and Adalberto. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. So, Victor, let's actually kick it off with you. Would you mind introducing yourself? I know we you are the executive director of GNEC, but can you tell us a little bit about your background and why you are so good at understanding this topic? Oh, well, thanks, Heidi. I'm not sure if I'm that good, but at least I under, I try to understand it. Well, yeah, and I'm honored to be here. Of course, FundReady is, is a really exciting resource for entrepreneurs and would-be entrepreneurs. And I think that's the key here. I've been involved in the entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship education space for over 25 years. I've been a former business owner, as have implemented a lot of entrepreneurship programs, you know, in a lot of different countries. But I do have a passion for what GNEC does, but I also have a passion for teaching entrepreneurship as well. And one of the areas that we always focus on is ideas and idea generation. And we, I bump into so many people and say, I'd like to start a business, but I don't know you know, what to do or how to go about it. So hopefully this podcast will help out a little bit in that sense. Awesome. So would you mind explaining what is small business ideation and why is it so important through the entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, of course. So, you know, entrepreneurship is a process, right? There's a start and and there's really never a, an end in a sense, but it's almost like a cyclical journey. And one of the ways that we start is really by coming up with ideas, right? Entrepreneurs solve problems. And I think that's the critical message of the entrepreneurial journey. Entrepreneurs have to solve a problem. If they don't have, if they don't solve a problem and they can't find a way to monetize that, then they're really not on an entrepreneurial journey. They may be on another journey. So Coming up with an idea is really difficult. Some people may say, look, I'd like to start a business because I think I can be good at it and all that, but I'm not sure about my skill set, so I don't I don't know what problems I'm trying to solve. That's where ideation comes in. You have to start brainstorming on what kind of pain points you face in your life for the most part, and then try to find a path, path to it. So the ideation process really consists of coming up with an idea, validating that idea, and then once you validate that idea and start testing it out, making those ongoing changes in the process so that way your business can launch and it can start to grow, et cetera, et cetera. As that Alberto, I'm sure, will testify you know, the entrepreneurial journey is a never-ending growth journey. You have to adjust. You have to be flexible. There's going to be a lot of changes. But at the same point, coming up with ideas is not easy. And we can talk a little bit more about how to go about it. Yeah, definitely. Would you mind walking us through like the first two stages of ideation? So you mentioned them a little bit, but would you mind 
giving us an example or resources people could use when they first start? Sure, absolutely. So I think the main, the main point here is looking at your every day. Not everyone is going to be these rock star entrepreneurs that Americans so love to glorify, right? Most of us are going to be, you know, day-to-day entrepreneurs, meaning we're trying to solve our own problems or problems that we see in our families or our relatives or our neighbors or our neighborhoods. And, and that's really the way to go about it. And there's, I always look at it and split into very simple things. One is looking at your own internal skills, your own internal passions, your own internal abilities, and then looking at how a business idea could be, or really an idea could fit into that mission and vision that you have as a person, right? And, and you may have a skill, and you may be able to turn that into a business. You may have a passion, but you can also look at external factors. Like There's going to be some laws changing, some opportunities. We all know that over the past three, four years, look what's, look what's hit us over the past three, four years. We have things like cryptocurrency. We have things like, you know, global global changes, right? Climate change that's happening, you know, electric vehicles. There's things like, I don't know, there, there, there's things that are happening all around our neighborhoods. But it may be as simple as, you know what? There is not a way for my child to get a certain level of education that he or she needs. Or I may have an issue with my with my living situation. So you you have to look at the both internal and external factors. And you can start brainstorming. And once you do that, and I think this is the critical aspect of ideation, is you have to ask whether people are willing, are suffering the same issues that you are. Because remember, you have to charge for your service or product. And if you don't find enough clients that are willing to pay a certain price point, you're not going to be able to establish a business. So those are some of the key aspects of it. And then you keep asking, 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 and testing, 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 until you're ready to, to take a chance, a leap of faith, and, and, and launch the business. But it's, it's not an automatic, it's not an immediate process. It's a real thought-out, calculated, data-driven process. And I want to make sure that would-be entrepreneurs out there that are listening to this podcast understand that very clearly. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for sharing that insight, for sure. There's a lot of testing and asking questions and even understanding what you're good at. What is your skill? What resources do you have connected to in order to make your business into a reality? And Alberto, I want to shift focus onto you as an entrepreneur and co-founder of Untitled Union. Your business is a little bit more on the creative side. Can you please tell us a little bit about you and Untitled Union first, and then we'll dive deep into how you guys came up with the idea in the first place. So we sell museum store products. All of our artists are people of color. So anything that you would see, well, not anything, but a lot of the things that you would see in a museum, we manufacture tote bags, pins, patches, notebooks, and we put the artist's art on these substrates, which is something different from where everybody else is doing. You know, Van Gogh's not going anywhere. Right. You know, years from now, they're still going to be seeing him. But it is super cool that a person from, you know, a regular neighborhood that can draw is in a museum. You know, they could go and they could look at themselves and be like, that's my art there. Maybe not on the walls of the museum, but in their gift shop. But that's a step in. Right. Representation matters. So when you are in a museum, that's the first step. Now you're selling in their gift shop. Then you feel that you can be 
in the museum now. So it's, it's a, you know, that's that's what we do. Yeah. So giving local or diverse artists, so to say, the opportunity to showcase their artwork um, in a museum, not in the traditional sense, but at least on their notepads and on their their mugs, etc. That's a really cool idea. So what what made you and your partner, Ana Maria, sit down and come up with this concept? Like, what is the background? Well, we've been in sales combined for over 25 years in the gift and in the souvenir business, but we represented other companies. And we recognized that just from the manufacturing side, people of color weren't being represented. And then we go to museums and you know what? We're not being represented. So it was it was more about, you know, talking to people, being in the industry for quite some time and just talking and just understanding that and seeing that, hold up, none of us are there. Why are we there? And that's where it came out of, which is we're not there. We're, we're, we are not being seen. You know, we go to the museums, and but we're looking at somebody else's art. Like, how cool is it to look at an art from a kid from Patterson, from Mexico, from the Dominican Republic, from the Bronx? I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what was the process like in testing this idea? I know you guys had experience in sales and doing things like this in other companies, but what was the process of research? Like, how did you find the artists? How did you come up with this specific plan? Word of mouth. Just really, we had a graphic designer that was helping us out with our catalog, and he was working, he works for a jewelry company, and he does all of their pictures. And he's like, hey, I like planets. So I'm like, hey, why don't you just, you know, put something, you know, draw me, some planets and it just went from there and it's you know a friend of somebody else and they're like hey you know what i like doing plants and i like doing flowers and i'm like oh but you know that person does something totally different and you know just, that's how it has been it's just basically word of mouth and people just start talking about it like hey like yourself is pretty cool talk to adalberto talk to ana maria and it's just basically word of mouth you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's how you find the artists. And then what was the process like in now? Okay, we have all of these diverse artists, we're going to put them on all these souvenirs. Now, how do we get into the museums? Like, what was that process like? Well, for us, that's kind of easy, because we were already in there, because we've been in sales for so many years, we already knew all of the buyers. So we do a lot of trade shows. What we do is different from what from other people do we sell to the museums as to where a lot of people that we know sell to the end user so i mean for us doing trade shows is pretty easy because we know where the trade shows are new york atlanta vegas you know so it's basically we already knew how to go about that part the hard part is getting artists to do what they want to do so our stuff is a little different we don't tell them what to do we don't tell them, I want you to draw planets or I want you to draw flowers. It's basically, what do you like to do in your time off? And that's how we go about it. Okay, cool. So Victor mentioned that, you know, this journey is not easy. There's constant things changing in the marketplace. There's constant new research to do. Would you mind sharing things that you can share around the struggles in actually launching this business? Well, what Victor said, somebody needs to pay for it. 
Somebody has to want to pay for it. You know, everything is great. Oh, I want to support you. Great, this and that. But if if it's not being retailed in a museum, then there's no representation, right? Like you need to be able to fund this. You need to be able to put it on on a journal and somebody say, hey, I want to buy this. And, and that and that is the challenge of that you have to put it on a journal, which is our very first thing that we put on is on a journal, then on a mug. But it has to retail. So it's it's hard because sometimes you might think it's very cool. And then the buyer might not think it's very cool. Or we both think it's very cool, but it's not retailing. I mean, when Victor said people want to need to pay for it, yeah, because you have to pay the artist. You have to pay for the products to be made. I mean, you can't buy just one of them. You have to buy hundreds of them. So it's it's a challenge. And having a small business, there's plenty of firsts. It's a first for everything. There's a first for, oh, this product didn't come correctly. Well, that's a first. You know, there is a first of like, you know, how do I get into this account? Do I have to join an association? Being a small business owner, you are the king of first. That's incredible insight, especially telling people like, you're gonna fail a couple of times. And that doesn't mean that your business is a failure. It just means that you have to like keep going and tweak and keep going and tweak, especially as things come up. So, Victor, do you have any advice for a small business owner like Adalberto or a, a soon-to-be around how to get through those processes of failures? Yeah. Well, first of all, look, you know, we are based in Newark, but obviously we work throughout New Jersey. But, you know, in New Jersey, because it's such a small state, it's a really dynamic state in where we are between you know, New York City and Philadelphia and, you know, this whole Northeastern region, there are tremendous support systems for entrepreneurs and would-be entrepreneurs. And let me list a couple of them because Heidi, you asked me before, and and also this goes to also entrepreneurs out there who are struggling. Like, you know, luckily Alberto is not struggling or, you know, there are bumps, there's always going to be bumps in the road. But a couple of them, first of all, you know, GNAC, Greater Newark Enterprises Corporation, we are here to support entrepreneurs not only on the lending side, but also technical assistance side, but small business development centers. So there are 14 SBDCs throughout New Jersey. They offer a ton of free services. Not only do they offer workshops, but they also technical assistance. You can check out, you know, our partners at Rising Tide Capital. You can check out our friends at Women's Center for Entrepreneurship, at Rutgers University, at NJIT. We have every, every town usually has a business improvement district. They offer things. These are all networking opportunities as well. I'm going to mention a couple of others. Sorry, Heidi, because I'm on a roll here. United Way of Greater, of, of Greater Newark has great small business programs. The Urban League does too. LISC, Newark Regional Business Partnership. These are some of the chambers of commerce or the the business improvement districts or the business development organizations that are out there that are offering free service. But I have to say one thing, and I'll echo what Alberto said, when you have an idea, it's not a business opportunity until you validate it with potential clients and service users, right? You have to get out on the street. You have to make phone calls. And today, things are much simpler. You can send online email services, surveys, surveys, right? You can gather information. There's a lot of metadata out there. There's a lot of information that will allow you to gather you know, the good data that you need in order to launch. But once you launch, all these organizations that I mentioned are there for you 
but you also have the right frame of mind. You know, failure is, is, is part of it. We don't want you to fail. We want you, if you're going to fail, fail small. You know, maybe there's an issue with the manufacturer and Alberto has to go find his second or third manufacturer. But what we don't want is massive, massive failure where you run out of the little capital that people may have. So I hope, you know, I hope that's helpful. But the last thing, I'm sorry, I'm taking up a lot of time, but the last thing, speak to business owners. Find, let's say if I wanted to open a restaurant or a food service, you know, I'm not going to walk into a restaurant and try to speak to the owner at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. or at noontime, right? But maybe at three o'clock, if I set up a, a little, hey, do you mind giving me 15 minutes of your time so I can ask you a couple of questions? I'm not asking about myself. I'm asking about his or her journey and learning from their situations and listening to them. There's not a business person in the world who doesn't love to speak about his or her business, right, Alberto? I mean, everybody wants to talk about their business. So if you give them the right opportunity, they'll share some things and you can learn some of the hard knocks the easy way, which is listening. So Alberto, any last advice that you would want to give somebody who's looking to start a business before we close? I mean, ask questions. You have to ask questions. Even the ones that you think that are dumb are not dumb. Ask questions and put yourself in, in a place where there are people that know more than you. Because if you're the smartest person in that room, that's a problem. You definitely like, example, we manufacture our goods, part of our goods in Mexico. But I want to learn about the machinery, the printing machinery. So maybe I can put it in Newark, right? In New Jersey, right? So I went to, I drove to Massachusetts four hours. I was there for one hour asking questions and then I came back. And I asked a million questions, you know, and, and it was about, you know, I took the products that we have. How do I make this? And they were like, well, you need this machine, that machine. Unfortunately, the machines are like $100,000, but, you know, for but it's not about getting them. It's about getting the information. If you don't put yourself in the room to ask questions, then you're not going to learn the terminology, the language. And you have to not be afraid to ask questions because they you know the questions are not dumb you know you have to ask them because what you think might be dumb is not dumb so for me i think the tip is you have to put yourself in the room of other people you have to ask questions and keep asking questions like when we were looking for a college for our son it was it was the questions were massively different from the first college to the ninth college, because now you are talking to administrators and they're explaining to you what you should start asking for. So by the time we got to like the ninth college, we were masters, like we knew what we needed to ask for. And it's the same thing. You have to you have to go to the meetings that GNAC has. You have to go to the meetings that everybody else has. Even if you think they might not pertain to you, you'd be surprised because it's just about learning and talking and asking questions. If you don't ask questions, if you don't put yourself in the room with other people that are like you or 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 want to be like you or are offering some services, you're never going to learn. So you have to put yourself in the room with everybody. That's great advice. Victor, any any last uh, words, any advice that you would like to give? I know you've given us a lot of insight, but you know, let us know if there's anything else that a small business, future small business owner needs to know. Take calculated risk. Take calculated risk. By that, I mean, get the information, you know, have a very clear plan, have a secondary and a tertiary plan if things, if things you have to pivot. 
really in you know go into this with knowledge. And then as Alberto said, ask questions, but also have the data and know what's going to you know try to figure out what's happening in the marketplace so that way you understand some of the trends and, and some of the potential laws that are coming down. And you know, it's 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 all there. There are tons of opportunities and it doesn't have to be this massive, you know, entrepreneurial idea. It can be something small, but you can grow it and you can build equity for yourself and your family that way through ownership, which is the most powerful thing we have in our in our society. Owning your own future, there's nothing like it. So again, Avail yourself of all the contacts and connections and opportunities that are, are there in our great state and beyond. And we'll be, you know, at GNEC, we'll be there to help you every step of the way. And also don't, don't, don't think that it's going to happen overnight. You look, you look at companies and they're like, oh, it's an overnight sensation. No, ask that, ask that person how long they've been in this. They've been in this for five years, for four years, for three years, for 10 years. And they might have not been in the same industry, but they've been in the mix for a very long time. Everybody wants to just automatically, they have like this Instagram thing now that they, they feel that, oh, look, they have a million a, a million followers. Yeah, but how long did it take them for to get those million followers? If you follow them, they've been doing that for years. And now they finally got like one, one hit and that one hit blew you up. It doesn't happen overnight. If you think it's going to happen... In like two, three weeks is not. You have to keep grinding and you have to keep moving forward. And there will be setbacks. But, you know, you keep asking questions and you keep moving forward and it'll be okay. But if you think that it's going to happen in a week, it's not. Absolutely. So the key of small business ideation and actually moving your business forward is put yourself in the room. Ask questions. um, Network. And, you know, it takes time. Collect data. So I really appreciate you both taking the time to really explain to our listeners on how to start the small business process and actually letting them feel comfortable that it doesn't happen overnight, that it does take a lot of time and research and that they do have resources that can help support them launch their businesses. I think that that's super important and we'll have those listed as well, just so if you are starting a small business in New Jersey, you know, look up GNEC, look up Rising Tide Capital, look up Eiffel, etc. All the resources that Victor mentioned. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Fund Ready Podcast. Join us next time as we explore small business marketing on a budget. And remember, if you're fund ready, success is just around the corner. <laughs>